Hi there, I'm Robert Hurst, and I welcome you to this podcast of Safe Zone, your one place for sane and practical discussion about keeping your place of worship safer. In the Safe Zone, we integrate common sense ideas and concepts from various disciplines for tips that help create greater safety and security. Safe Zone isn't just about you, it's about everyone you love and care for where you worship. Let's get into this episode of Safe Zone. Hello and welcome to this episode number 20 of Safe Zone. It's good to know that some of you are out there listening regularly, and I do hope you're passing this podcast on to your friends and those that would have a like mind for safety and security in places where they worship. I also hope that you've begun to notice that many of the things that we talk about here can be very easily transitioned over to places where you work as well as um, at home where you live. Now, here we sit. Our nation is rapidly moving into wave number two of the pandemic, the COVID-19 coronavirus. So one thing I want to say to you as we start into these holiday season is please work very hard to stay safe and stay healthy. I mean, this has been an unusual year, has it not? And no one really knows what to expect during the holidays. We have one side saying don't travel, another side saying travel is safe. So people are going, how much should I travel? How many are we going to get together with a family? Uh, how are we going to social distance? How many in can we have in our church? Do we need to be considering a uh, going back to totally online virtual church for a while? Um, all of those questions are out there in the mix right now. But I also need to remind you to perhaps go back and remind your people that crime does not necessarily take a holiday during the holidays or during a pandemic. So we kind of have to ask sometimes who's roaming the neighborhood looking for an easy target right now. Now, with that thought in mind, I'm going to take this podcast to depart from our activities that normally speak directly to houses of worship. And like I said, they can be carried into the business world, etc. We're going to talk just a moment about safety and security in a more generalist sense particularly with the holiday season coming on us. I mean, this is a great time for you, uh, all the members of your security and safety team, and even your church leadership to minister within your fellowship by reminding everyone of just general basic safety and security tips for the holidays. So how do you do this? Well, you start by making a list of very common sense tips Things that we've known for years, but some forget to do, particularly during the holidays. Things like, well, when you're leaving the house, maybe use a timer or two on lamps around the house to uh, turn them on at times when it gets dark. Turn it off at a time when you might normally go to bed, when you wake up in the morning. Just something to make it look like someone is home in case the house is being watched. Another one, and I want to tell you this, as a law enforcement officer of 40 years plus, do not leave a key hidden outside on the front porch. I know everyone thinks that they've got the perfect place, the perfect object to keep it hidden. But I can assure you after this many years that nearly every burglar that is a you know longtime burglar, and trust me, there's some out there, they've been at this a while, they know where all the hiding places are. They know where to look, and they will be very methodical and uh, make it look very natural, too, while they're there in case somebody happens to see them at the door from across the street. That brings up number three. Get together with your neighbors and make certain you are watching each other. 
I am so blessed that across the street from me, I have a retired lady who um, she knows everyone on the street. She knows the cars that need to be there, that should be there. And there has been more than once that she would call me at home and say, Robert, I hate to bother you, but, and she would have seen something going on on the street. Now, here's the fascinating part. I've lived in my present home for over two and a half decades. And during that time, just from her phone calls, we have stopped five different criminal activities that were taking place because I would go out, I would call law enforcement, go out and meet them. We would visit with them. And three of them were pretty sure were burglars. They all five, though, had warrants for their arrest. So here's the point. Work with each other to know what is normal on your street. We used to call that neighborhood watch. And in some areas of the nation, there still are very formal neighborhood watches. I support them. I think they're great. They help to stop the crime, but particularly during the holidays. Number one, or, or number four is make certain that if you're going to be gone for any length of time, that you stop all mail, newspapers, and deliveries. Or if you don't want to stop them, at least have a neighbor or someone stop by every day or so to pick things up so that it doesn't stack up. I don't know if you're aware, but you can actually go online to USPS.com. That stands for United States Postal Service.com. And you can set up a mail stoppage. You can tell them when you want it to stop, when you want it to restart. You can even decide if you want to go by and pick up your mail that may have accumulated or if you want to have the mail carrier bring it to you on the day that it restarts. Very, very simple and very worth it. Newspapers, just give a call to your local newspaper. And then, of course, deliveries, um, just don't set a delivery up to come during that time. Or you can do like we do. We have one of the young men who is in our church that we have come by to check on pets, check the house, pick things up off the front porch. Here's another big one that really, really frustrates me when I see it happening. Do not post Thanksgiving or Christmas travel plans or for that matter, any other travel plans on Facebook, Twitter, or any other social media platform. I have personally listened to burglars say, oh yeah, I found out about so-and-so out of town just by perusing through Facebook or checking Twitter feeds. And you know what is crazy is people will tell me, oh, well, I've got it locked down to being very private. Well, if you do, Somehow, Mr. Burglar always seems to figure out how to get around the privacy setting. So please do not post things on Facebook, Twitter, or any other social media platform that let people know you're out of town. Here's what you can do. You come back and you take all of these wonderful pictures you took, and then you post them, and you let people know and share how great a time you had with the family, with friends, or whatever. Now, this is just a few of the ideas that you can sit down and come up with with your team. And you know what? This would be a great end-of-the-year meeting type thing to say. Instead of training, let's think of all the different things that we can do that are very common sense that we can share with our people, maybe in the church bulletin, maybe as a handout, maybe as an email blast. I mean, I could keep going and on and on and on, but you get the idea, and you can do this. But use this opportune time of the year to be a true ministry to the people within your fellowship who may not have a clue, and we all know they're there. And by the way, while you're at it, be certain to stay vigilant during any special service times at your house of worship or your place of worship, just in case. Uh, once again, unusual times, 
people may do crazier actions than normal. So whatever place that you worship, just stay a little bit more vigilant through these holidays times. Now, while I'm at it, let me take a real sharp turn during this podcast to suggest something else you take the lead in as another opportunity to minister. What is it? Eh, something very simple. Give thanks. I mean, that's what Thanksgiving is supposed to be about anyway, right? But how do we give thanks for a year that has been chaotic, upsetting, deadly for some, and life interruptions for everyone? Simple. We change our focus and then give thanks. So instead of looking around us for something to give thanks about, we thank our Creator for the very breath we breathe. We thank Him for our families, our ability to think and work, and our opportunity to live a life full of hope and promise. Now, the ability to give thanks, I'm pretty well convinced, is not real natural to most people these days. And the reasons are many, but the main root lies in our inability to see the world as God intended. If we did, we might give thanks more often as we realize our thanks do need to be God-centered. For instance, there are over 45 different verses where the words give thanks are used throughout the Bible, at least in the NIV version. And here are just a few. First Chronicles 16.34 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Psalms 7.17 says, I will give thanks to the Lord because of His righteousness. I will sing the praises of the Lord Most High. First Corinthians 1.4 says, I always thank my God for you because of His grace given you in Christ Jesus. If you'll notice, just in these three verses, each verse gives thanks to God as we should be doing. The combination of the times we live in, as well as the impact of society around us, though, tell us differently. So, where am I going with this? Well, I offer that you, as a child of God, need to start a new habit, if you don't have it already, of arising each and every day, and start by saying, I am thankful for, and then fill in the blank, with a blessing from God that you may not have even noticed in the past. I mean, lead your family in this exercise. Share it with your friends, and in all that you do, give glory to God. Well, here are a few ideas to get you started. I am thankful to you, God, for saving me through Christ Jesus' death and resurrection. By the way, when was the last time you really thanked God just for that? You can say, I, and I do this regularly, I am thankful, God, for my wife and the wonderful person she is and how she loves me and cares for me. I'm thankful for my children, Lord, and in my case, they are grown, and I'm thankful for godly spouses that teach their children well along with my grown child. And Lord, I'm thankful for each grandchild and the unique qualities they have and how you made them wonderfully and carefully. I say, Lord, I'm thankful for my brothers, or for you, it may be your sisters or other family members, an uncle, an aunt, someone who is very dear to you. Take them one at a time. That gives you a lot of days for some of you. How about just simply saying, Lord, I am thankful for the ability to serve you today. So help me through this day. You can say, I'm thankful for the health I have. You can say, I'm thankful that I have a job. Or maybe I have the health to have a job. I don't know. You you choose, but I could go on and on. I, I mean, I literally have made a list of things to be thankful for. But I'm pretty certain you get the picture by now. By the way, did you know there is one 
Give Thanks directive that specifically deals with our daily circumstances, you can find it in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, where it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So even in the midst of the craziness we're all living through, we need to give thanks even for the circumstances. And by giving thanks, we set the table of life for a future feast of hope. You know, maybe that's an idea we'll unpack one day in the future because we do have such hope. So enjoy your Thanksgiving day. Eat well. Have fun. Laugh. Love. Share. But in the midst of all these festivities, remember to give thanks to the one who made it possible for us to truly be thankful. That wraps it up for this episode of Safe Zone. Take what you've learned and help bring a newfound peace of mind to those you worship with by making it a safer place to worship. Now, to help us, if you would, I do ask that you go to iTunes or whatever podcast service you use and leave us a favorable rating. That helps us in this very crowded, just general podcast marketplace. And while you're there, be certain to take a moment and hit the subscribe button so you won't miss a single new episode that's released. Finally, forward this podcast to your friends and associates that are in your sphere of influence on a daily basis. Hey, after all, we're all in this together, so let's learn together and grow together. Until next time, have a great day, have a safe week, and wherever you worship, let's make it a safe place to worship. God bless and goodbye.